Hey, this is Joey Glow, and you're listening to my episode on Pop Nerd Lounge. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the show where we share the stories of creatives to inspire fellow creatives. I'm your host, Steph Pham. In this episode, I speak with Joey Glow. Joey Glow is a Nashville-based singer-songwriter, performer, and audio engineer. It's a talk full of curiosity, we bring out women's empowerment, and we talk about overcoming shyness if you're an introverted creative. That's all happening next with Joey Glow. Welcome to Popner Lounge. My guest today is Joey Glow. Joey, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Thank, thank you, Steph, for having me. It's an honor to be here. You're an artist, performer, songwriter, drummer, and audio engineer, which is multifaceted. I think that's a definition of multifaceted. So where did all this creativity and this creative spark originate from? Well, early on, my parents tell me as early as three years old, I was pulling all my mom's pots and pans out of the you know out of the cupboards and and using the wooden spoons to drum on them and um so it it started really early and music was in my family my mom taught violin voice piano all my siblings play music and uh yeah it was just always in the household so it it really started early on you've been a professional drummer for 21 years um, how uh-huh. did you navigate that path of turning music from an interest to a career? Were you always so involved with music so that way it was easy whenever you made the decision to become a full-time performer? Um, well, I, I th- th- that was really always my dream. I just always wanted to be on stage and, and be a performer, you know. And it kind of segued into me learning a lot more about production and learning how to record myself and write my own music, even though I had always, you know, been writing really since middle school. But, you know, I, I kind of, I, it, it, recording is, is somewhat tricky and it can sound horrible if, if you don't learn some of those basic, you know, even if it's just gain staging, you know, or, or whatever. So I kind of had to, I wanted to learn more about that. And so, yeah, like performing kind of segued into music production. And yeah, so now mostly that's kind of where my, where my focus is. And, you know, I'll get back into performing one day. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Now, you talked about the importance of having the fundamentals. For somebody who, for somebody who's on that learning journey and just wants to pick up things very quickly, they have that, you know, aspiration to grasp things really quickly and to become good fast, what would your advice be to kind of embrace the learning? Because I think, I feel it's so important to learn how to fail and to learn about who you are, even if you aren't good off the bat. Yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, it's it's like you said, um, being okay with failing, you know, getting in there, um, getting into whatever you're using. If it's all analog gear, cool. If it's, you know, if it's more um, digital, that's cool too. But yeah, it's really just getting in there, trying things and figuring out your own workflow and figuring out what works for you. And, 
and being okay if you write a song and, you, and you're into it and, and you're really digging it and then you listen to it when it's done, you're like, wow, this is horrible. You know, like, I mean, that, that happens all the time for me, even still, you know? Um, so I think really just being okay with that because eventually, even in those songs that, that maybe, you know, you might think are, are not so great at first, there's probably a lot of good ideas in there that you can use maybe later on, or, or maybe just, maybe that song just needs a, a few tweaks. Um, so, but yeah, I think just being okay at failing at first and, and, and experimenting and figuring out what works for you and your workflow. I'm curious, do you have a story time of where you made something where you originally thought, you know, this wasn't your best work, you weren't happy with how it came out first, but then after some time of being away from it and then coming back to it, you realize that you were, you know, hard on yourself and you really appreciate it after, you know, you spent some time away from it. Yeah, gosh, I mean, that, I, I'll, I'll try to think of specifics, but just in general, that definitely happens all the time. Um, and, you know, you, I'll start a song and I'll just kind of be like, I don't know about this, you know, and it's like, hmm, this is kind of weird, you know, and like I said, maybe I'll just make a few tweaks or, or change the melody or, or the progression or whatever it is. But yeah, that definitely happens often, believe it or not. So yeah. You're on this journey and you've done so many different things in different areas of the creative and the music industry. What inspired you to become a solo artist and writing and releasing your own original work? Yeah, I mean, so like you said earlier, I was a drummer for a long time playing for other artists and secretly I just always loved singing and writing my own music. I feel like I've talked about this with my wife recently and a couple friends, but like early on, so I always sang in choir growing up, you know, and all the way through high school. And, but I was really shy. I was a really shy singer for a long time. It took me a long time to get past that. But like when the choir director would be walking around, you know, listening for someone to sing a solo, like I would get really shy and really quiet. It was like, I don't want to do that. That scares me, you know, but yeah, so it took me a long time to get past that. Yeah, I, I was always fascinated and always wanted to do that. And not not necessarily because I'm like I'm a control freak, but I wanted to say things the way I wanted to say it. I wanted to be singing. I wanted to, to do the production the way I wanted to do it. So I was like playing with other artists and realized, um, it's like, gosh, I've done this a long time now. And it's it's not really what makes me happy. I thought that just being a part of it in general would would make me happy. And and it's fun, like don't get me wrong. But I realized writing specifically really you know, is a, a very big outlet for me and it just it fulfills me, you know. So that's kind of where where that came from, I guess. Now I wanna ask you because I'm sure that there are some creative out there who are also wondering about this, but how did you start to overcome that shyness? Because I know that it's something that you enjoy, but, you know, clearly that you wanted something that you wanted to pursue more, but you were, you know, a little 
introverted about it or shy about it. Mm-hmm. And so how did you overcome that? Because I'm sure that there's other creatives who can relate who might be like really comfortable with writing, but then they also want to perform or maybe they want to learn a new instrument, you know, like they play guitar and they want to learn piano. Or, and so, yeah, like how did you overcome that shyness? Uh, well, two, two different ways. Um, I used to get out there and like do like open mics and stuff like that. And just like kind of forcing myself to get out there and, and open mics are like pretty vulnerable. It's like an acoustic guitar and you, or, or, you know, maybe one other instrument and, and you singing or, or whatever, but that's, that that's a tough, tough crowd, especially in Nashville. But also the second way is figuring out in the studio what my sound is and how like being able to, you know, do record all my own vocals myself and listen to it back in real time and be like, oh, okay, that's what, that's what that sounds like. Yeah. That's not my favorite. Okay. Oh, well that's good. I like that. You know, so like just really experimenting with recording my myself and and seeing where my range is, where it sounds good, and and stuff like that. Yeah. I always have a saying that tape doesn't lie, <laughs> and it's something that I've had I've had to learn myself. Just being a host, I'm like, oh, I don't like how I said that, or I'm using that crutch word a lot. And so hearing yourself back whenever you record it, whether it's you recording yourself acting or performing a musical instrument or mm-hmm. singing or whatever mm-hmm. uh, as a, a piece of advice for creatives is really great advice hearing yourself back in a recorded format you're going to learn so much about yourself and hopefully that will boost your confidence i know sometimes it can be a little painful to watch or listen yeah you know but yeah, yeah. like no it's a really like, great advice when i was a dancer back in the day I remember when I would go to competitions and I would ask my friend, hey, could you record me so that way I can see what I did and like learn from it? Mm-hmm. And you watch mm-hmm. those back and you're just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> like, did I do that? Yeah. Do I do that? Is that me? Like, do I-? And sometimes you're proud of it. You're like, hey, that was better than the last time. I don't do that anymore. And so, yeah, it is a true learning experience whenever you document your learning experience. Absolutely. I, I feel like that's a crucial like that's- part. Like, you do have to get out there and do it, too. You know, in, in front of people and, and, and put yourself out there. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, it, it's kind of like like a sports team. They sit down with the coach and they watch the game previous or, or they watch a game of a different team playing. And, you know, it's, it's you can kind of make notes and, and, and be like, OK, maybe we should try this approach or maybe we should try this approach or whatever. So, I, yeah, I definitely think that that is a crucial part. Let's talk about your single, Lovely Lady. I see some of my musical heroes are some of your musical influences, a.k.a. Ryan Tedder, Justin Timberlake, yeah. Pharrell. Yeah. Do they influence the record in any way? Uh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. like the chorus, definitely the chorus was, you know, Ryan Tedder has such a high falsetto, and uh, I felt like I was singing it in a different fashion right you know, from the get-go. And I was like, no, nah, it's just not right. And so then I was like, well, maybe I should jump it up, you know, a fifth or an octave or whatever I did. And it really pushed me vocally. Like I was pretty uncomfortable with how it sounded at first. But then once I kind of laid into it um, and like really took on like, you know, my best 
Adam Levine or, or Ryan Tedder or Justin Timberlake, you know, I was like, okay, let's just, let's really give it a go and, and really mean it, you know, really feel it when I'm singing it. And then I was like, okay, I, I dig that. I, I really like that. And, and then from there on, I, you know, I feel like the song, once I had that melody, then I was like, okay, I know what direction to go with this now. Hey nerds, thank you for sticking around with us. We hope you're enjoying the episodes so far. We're always looking to improve the show, so any and all feedback you can give us is greatly appreciated. We're also constantly on the lookout for creatives to feature, so if you think you'd be perfect or know someone we should speak to, let us know. We can be reached over on our contact page at popnerdlounge.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. What is your favorite lyric from the song? Ooh, gosh. I would say probably the very first two, Where Are You From? Can We Go There? Because I feel like it's so simple, but it really is like meaningful because it shows like, I want to learn about who you are and and where you're from and what that looks like. And, you know, I just feel like that's so important if you want a meaningful relationship, you know, if it's not just like a physical type thing or whatever. But yeah, that's, yeah, I think I would say those are, those are my favorite lyrics. I... I am so intrigued by that because I, I love how you stated that, you know, and you're right. Like there, there has to be something deeper in that. And, and you have, you want to have that exploration. You want to have that intrigue, like, Oh, you know, what's your backstory? No, that's what I was trying to see. That's what my mind was trying to get to, <laughs> like figuring out the other person's backstory, because I feel like, especially in today's society, whenever it is very surface level and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. it feels a little transactional whenever you're trying to get to know somebody i want to know their backstory i'm curious about hearing people's thoughts and so i i like that and i like the way that you phrase that you know where are you from can we go there like i brilliant brilliant thank you (laughs) (laughs) so speaking about this topic how can the creative industry support women better oh good question um i think gosh i mean it's, I think we're in a, a special place because I think it's finally being acknowledged that this does need to happen. I, th- I think that a lot of people are, are you know, I don't want to speak for other people, but I, I feel like everyone's a little lost on how to do that. But I think lifting women up for more than, you know, women are so beautiful. Like that's, that's kind of their gift, you know, like the main differences between men and women, men are, you know, and this is generic, like it's not everyone, but like men are, I guess, strong and women are beautiful, right? Those are like the two kind of main differences. But I think women are also strong, you know, and sometimes in physical ways, but also in, in, in different ways. I mean, they're, they're so, they can multitask like, nothing I've ever seen. Like I can do one thing at a time, like, well, but women can do like a hundred different things at the same time, like better and more efficiently than I could do that, you know? So it's like, I think 
we need to acknowledge like women are beautiful, but it doesn't have to just be that. Like we can talk about some of those other qualities that women contribute in so many different ways. Oh, 100%. And I hope that it becomes a thing in the music industry too, because I appreciate that they, that the music industry appreciates women's beauty. Like we see it all the time. You know, we see that we praise all these icons for their beauty, but like you take somebody like Taylor Swift, who is absolutely gorgeous, but she's done so much for advocating for like her creative work Mm -hmm. and making and paving the way to where like artists have a future where they are like, you know, owners of their work. They're proud of their work. And all of that, she's just done so much for women in the industry, period. Absolutely. And so, yeah, you have somebody who's an icon like that. And I'm glad that people are starting to see, you know, in addition to her beauty, she offers so much to the creative industry. Totally. Yeah, she's a boss. You know, I mean, like, that's the kind of things we should be singing about more, you know, and and praising. Like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So, yeah. I agree. I agree. You gave some advice to aspiring artists not to burn bridges because you never know who will need a gig filled. Now, why is it important as creatives to find the tribe that we connect with? Well, it's as you know, if life goes on and, and you've burnt a bridge, life has a funny way of coming back around and reconnecting you with people, whether it's an ex. Just a a friend, or you know, business associate, or whatever. I've found in so many cases, life tends to bring you back around. It's like life wants to fix that, you know. So if you burn bridges, like, man, it really could be an opportunity missed out on, or you know, it it could just make it more challenging. You know, I, I think there's always a right way to walk away from a situation without you know, hurting someone's ego or, or making them feel unseen or, or whatever. And I I feel like it's very important to, to always in every, you know, every transaction or every communication to have, you know, the, I guess (laughs) the wits about you to, to, you know, the smarts to be able to figure out how to walk away from a situation. If it's not what you want to do and, and, and make them feel appreciated you know, and yeah, I don't know. That's long story short. (laughs) Well, something that I'm picking up on our conversation and just like learning more about your backstory and and your creative process, you are definitely a person who's into empathy and authenticity. And so what is your definition of empathy? Ooh, um, the ability to be able to walk in someone's shoes and, you know, be able to really feel uh, and see things from their perspective. And yeah, I mean, really just learning how to walk in their shoes so that, because, it, you know, again, if we're going back to the last question you just asked, if, if you're in a situation that you're like, I don't know if this is for me, or if you're like, you know, hey, screw you, like, I'm out, like, you know, that's not, showing them any kind of empathy, especially if they're invested in, in what's, you know, this transaction is. So it's, it, I think you really have to learn how to, and that's not necessarily like, that's pretty common sense, right? Like you, of course you wouldn't 
do that. But, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's important to develop that sense of empathy and, and learn to be able to see things from their perspective. Yeah. Well, Joe, you've been amazing, and I can't believe we're at my last question for you. Okay. Just okay. it's this it's, this whole conversation has just felt super chill and easygoing, yeah. and I appreciate yeah. that. It makes my job as a host so much easier. Of course, yeah. So I appreciate course, yeah. you. Thank you so much. But my last question okay. for you okay. is: Why are you a creative? Well, I, I like I said, I, I started being creative early on, and that kind of really is with everything I do. Uh, you know, I could be playing sports or whatever, and I'm going to find a way to be creative in that or, or whatever. But really, I've just really, really taken to music from an early age. And I felt like, you know, I made a lot of mistakes, and, and but I feel like I've learned who I really am. And I feel like I can share part of that with you know, put that out there and into the music business, into the world, and really make a positive impact. You know, that's really what Joey Glow stands for. And, you know, not every song I sing about is necessarily always like a happy situation, but usually the moral of the story and, and the song points away from the situation into, you know, some sort of lesson, that, you know, that we can walk away from. So that's that's really my goal really my is to to just be, to just be you know a voice of positivity, positivity to everyone that that listens. I I absolutely admire that and I appreciate that because we need more artists like that and to be more mindful and more intentful to what we're creating because people might not realize that whether you're creating for 10 or 10,000 people someone's on the other end of that yeah. and yeah. what we put out that's the message that we're they're going to receive what message we put out is the message that they're going to receive and so to have somebody even if the subject matter isn't like you know happy go lucky all the time <laughs> to have somebody you know mindful of the message that they're sending out to the world i appreciate that and i hope you know, every creative who listens to the show, that's like what the takeaway that I hope that people get away from my show is to create with intent and to create intent that you want to make the world a better place than you found it. So Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it right exactly. there. Like, that's I love the way you said that. Thank you. <laughs> well, Joey, you've been fantastic. I'm going to turn the floor over to you and you can tell our listener where to find you on social media and where they can check out your music. Yeah, so all the music is streamed on, you know, all the different streaming platforms, Spotify, you know, Apple Music, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and uh, as far as social media, I have my my personal Facebook, you know, it's what is it like facebook.com, my name Joseph A Gonzalez backslash whatever. And then Instagram is Joey Glow Music, and that's J O E Y G L O Music, all one word. Yeah. Well, Joey, thank you so much for spending time with me. I've had such a lovely time speaking with you. And yeah, appreciate you. Thank you so much for talking with me. Yeah, thank you, Steph, for having me. Appreciate it. Special thanks to Joey Glow for being this week's guest. If you want to learn more about Joey Glow, visit the links in the show notes. Popner Lounge is executively produced by Vico and Steph Pham. Vico serves as the creative director and Steph Pham is the host and editor. 
To find out more information about Popner and Lounge, visit our website, popnerlounge.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you join us next time for another conversation with a fellow creative. I'm your host, Steph Pham.